Hello. Hello. This is take five. Take five. We've gotten 47 seconds in <laughs> each time and have had to stop. Yeah. For different uh, reasons. For different reasons. But wanted to quickly say why we took a pause last week. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the social uh, climate, climate in in our area, really in the world, um, but certainly in the States, I think it was respectful to not add noise to a very, very noisy environment and open your ears and eyes to seek out individuals, voices, perspectives that can help uh, us all. So it was hopefully an opportunity to, uh, to, to do that. It was not... It was not an act of silence uh, at all. So that's kind of where, where so we were was at last, last week. But then that kind of extended into this week with, you know, re- related to that, there was some a huge fallout in the CrossFit community. Yeah, CrossFit um, community is exploding every minute. So, so while, and we're kind of saying that while we this isn't a CrossFit podcast, it is a Between the Ears podcast, Mm-hmm. To your point on one of our previous takes, we obviously talk about things relevant to our life and CrossFit yeah. is still part of that. Um, and also like really just the human experience and ultimately what is happening now is a lot about the human element. Yeah. Um, it's not just about, you know, business and black and white kind of, cut and dry issues it's it's really complicated it is but it also isn't yeah. at it's the same simple, time but it's like when you there's a lot of madness and a lot of craziness going on but when you boil it all down it's fairly simple and it's how you choose to treat people yeah and so that i think is the root of the issue um that being said this is not going to be a commentary on the remarks. Right. What's happening. Cause or what's happening or anything like that. People because that it really doesn't add value to anybody listening. Is that really, that's something we try to do on this podcast is add value to people listening. And I right. don't think that just regurgitating what's happening yeah. is going to do that. Yeah, and it's also the same thing like we just as we encouraged last week to seek out different perspectives different voices different approaches like all of that um same sort of thing in here obviously you to a much greater degree than i but the the two of us have a unique perspective on the current crossfit situation both by being involved in crossfit as well as owning a crossfit so there's a lot of different elements elements to that um, and, but again, boiling it all down, it's like, okay, well, the treatment of human beings is really the root of the issue. And from there, people mm-hmm. have to, you know, kind of make their own judgments and. Yeah. Know. Yeah. And I, and I think one of the things that, that we've been working on, or one of the things, at least I'll speak for myself, that between the ears and that practice has helped me with is just you know, obviously self-awareness, but in a way that 
helps me to not just be reactive. It's really helped that process of between the years has really helped me in scenarios like this to be able to pause, not be reactive, ask myself about where where the judge if I'm judging what what I'm thinking, how I'm feeling and not just have it be you know um yeah, I guess reactive is the word. It, it can be emotional and we talked about that yeah. too. Like of course it's emotional to say like you know, that's going around a lot now. Don't make an emotional decision. And we talked about that. It can still be emotional, but being able to also acknowledge, like stop and say what's happening. So just a side note that that process, when we talk about mindset and actually making progress, I don't think I would have been in this frame of mind or how I've um, presented uh, things I've chosen to say or just where I'm at now if this had happened last year. Right. with how I've handled it. Right. So that's huge. Yeah, that is. I mean, you've, and you've done a lot of done a lot of work on it. You've done the practices, obviously the you know, the seminar and our own interactions. My personal coaching with you. Yeah. You still owe me for that, by the way. You have an outstanding Invoice balance. Me. Um, yeah, so so that's that's, you know, certainly good to hear. So So what are we going to talk about today? What's where are we yeah, going? Yeah, I mean, I think so just to be f- fully transparent that was something we struggled with like what do we talk about and even in the last 24 hours that sort of changed right um as things progress and things get out of hand it's like okay what 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 does that look like and you know i think it was more what we decided to talk about is yeah is more the the approach the human side yeah you had some thoughts and things that kind of relate to yeah how how you engage in this kind of thing like what whatever that is for people like for us this happens to be a pretty big event uh you know um questioning identities and business and relationships and friendships and so how do you navigate that space and yeah and i think i don't know if i have any answers for this but so one of the questions I guess that I've been asking myself is, um, you know, when, when you don't know what to say, like, what do you say? Right. Right. Or when is, you know, at at what point is silence and tolerance of, um, what is going on around you? Where's the threshold with that? And I and, and I think that's a really tough one because, uh, I mean, you look at anything and when you look at life through a straw, mm-hmm. you, you only see a limited thing. And then it's another straw, it's another straw, it's another straw. But all of those obviously, right. you know, contribute to the bigger picture. And so, I've, frankly, that's a challenging one for me. Um yeah, I, I you know yesterday what was interesting was unrelated completely to this, but that sentiment like what do you say when you don't know what to say and unrelated to this, there was some unresolved things with the relationship that I have in my life that's really important to me, and it did bother me. I did want to move forward with that like mending that relationship, but I don't didn't know really what to say. Mm-hmm. 
but like coming to that conversation with that like I'm not really sure what to say just speaking though and I hate this expression but it's true like just being open and honest speaking from the heart and saying like this is upsetting I would like to make for I'm really not sure what to say and and that set the tone for the conversation that ended up being like okay we're going to make progress on this but I think that has to be the when you don't know what to say honesty and vulnerability have to be in the lead when it becomes like defensiveness or trying to mask that you don't know what to say that's when people i think get into a tough spot or and there's no pause to consider things or you know that's definitely the uh i think when it it becomes unproductive yeah i think you know one of the things with mindset that I have continued to speak about is the mode of Mm self-communication. And right from the beginning, instead of looking at what you're saying, because you could say, this upset me, Mm -hmm. but the energy and how you say those words have a a significant influence on how others will ultimately interpret it. Now, you can't guarantee that they're going to because it's another person and they're... You yeah. know, they have their own thing and they they very well could hear what they want to hear. And that's the unknown element mm-hmm. of it and the lack of control part. But if we approach these topics that are incredibly challenging to, 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 to discuss and to have dialogue about, like examine how we show up to it, where we're coming from. Uh, you know, I think that that's really yeah. the only thing we can do. It was making, when you were saying that, it was making me think about one of the podcasts you did when you were still doing the podcast by yourself early on. Yeah. And it had to do with like looking for, like, what are you looking for? Yeah. Like, you're going to find it. And I remember someone commenting that it really was helpful in their marriage. I mean, that was, that's a huge thing, right? Because Mm -hmm. when you're kind of already setting the person up to fail and looking for them to mess up, you're going to find that. Yeah. And I think that can be applied here as well. Like both sides of whatever, whatever the conflict is, whatever the you're on this side or this side of it, it becomes this thing where you're just looking for the reason to, you know, be well, right in a lot of ways, yeah, and not only be right, but attack, yeah, attack the other person, and yeah, that's that's rough. Um, but I think, you know, the other thing that I was thinking about, and, and this isn't, I always feel like I have to defend myself if it sounds like a plug for, like, the work that we do. But, one, it's not my work. It's your stuff. So I'm not plugging myself. But the other thing is, like, it is important to be providing, like, resources, I think, and helping people understand, like, how some of this stuff plays out in real life. That it's not just oh, I journal or, you know, what, what the work is. So, Mm -hmm. but I will say that one of the things with the past few months, and I think one of the challenges of the CrossFit thing is that it's coming at a time when people are already so beaten down and exhausted. Yeah. Like you take small business owners after COVID and you take just the unrest in this country and all the injustice and people's, you know just disgust for that and now this is like kind of 
coming at a time where people are truly like fatigued. Yeah. And while I am right there with them, I do think, you know, I'm aware of it and being able to separate that, um, and have an understanding, like, you know, to, to take that pause and for people to, um, yeah, have that awareness. So they're not digging themselves even further into a hole. And I don't know that I've done a great job, but I think I've been able to stop and say like, okay, wait, I need to pause. Like I need to take a couple of days off or mm-hmm. whatever that is. Um, and so for people who are anybody at this point, whatever their scenario is that they're struggling with and all the emotional turmoil, I don't know if people are, people have been in this weird place where like it has been like a time off because they've been in their house but if you haven't really been doing work to like, you know what I mean? Like take care yeah, of yourself, of then it's not really done anything. Just being in your house, not working as much doesn't e- equate to taking care of yourself. Yeah. The location doesn't mean anything. Right. And that's three months ago, probably on this podcast, I had said, I'm not yeah. afraid of getting coronavirus or COVID or anything like that. I am petrified at what is going to happen in three months from now when we've been in a situation where control is virtually non-existent, where freedoms are being removed right, and where we have to be with our, we're forced to be with ourselves. And I know firsthand through variety of <laughs> different intensities just how unsettling and unnerving that is like that is a total pressure cooker and so you know i didn't of course think that this would happen Mm -hmm. but it honestly it didn't surprise me yeah it didn't surprise me well one because like this shit's been going on for a very long time all of it crossfit stuff the you know the 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 racial racial inequalities and injustices like It has been building and building and building. It's been building. It's been building. And now you look at, we're in an environment where, you know, I think somebody actually said to me like, yeah, it's just like people don't know what to do. Now they finally have something. And it's like, uh, like, I don't, you know what I mean? I'm like, I'm not really sure how I, how I feel about that. But that's always been sort of my concern um, moving from the beginning of this. And that's why, frankly, I tried to provide the practice at a basically giveaway mm-hmm. which was not good for my own business and right. our own livelihood right. but it was a service but it was something because yeah. it's like well i need to be part of providing right. a solution maybe not the perfect solution i'm not going to solve i'm not i'm not a i'm not a civil rights hero by any means right. you know uh, that's not my that's not my expertise that's not my forte but when we look at, I think, how people treat others, that's nothing compared to how they treat themselves. Mm-hmm. And through between the ears and through a lot of the work, it's like, you know, one of the biggest challenges people have is being kind to themselves. Mm-hmm. Right. So how do you... So so how the f- how are you going to be kind to somebody right. else if you don't even have the capacity or the willingness or know-how or the tools to be kind to yourself? Yeah. And, you know, that's where when we want to be more aware of other people's realities Mm -hmm. that's not that that first you have to be aware of your own yeah and you know 
Yeah, so that was... But I think also, just a side note to that, I think one of the things that was so powerful about the practice during this time was that every week you knew that there was a group of people that were coming together, you know, on a call with the intent of, like, I don't want to say being positive because it's not always positive. I mean, there's stuff that heavy stuff we talk about, but with good, you know, that want to progress and want to be are there for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. So I think that a lot of people didn't have that during this time, like connection to that type of thing. So really, the hope is that moving forward, like you don't need a complete tragedy or horrible scenario to warrant like a weekly ability to connect with people that are like-minded. Right. So, you know, I think that's... But I guess as we stand now, um, I think that is an important thing to talk about is the compassion piece and trying to put yourself in that position of like... Yeah, I guess I just keep saying like the non-reaction, you know? What do you mean non-reaction? I just think everybody's so reactive, especially Mm -hmm. on social media and like just stopping for a second to consider before just reacting. That's, I think, getting a lot of people and that requires that awareness piece first. Right. Um, Yeah, that said, your emotions are going to be faster and more compelling than your cleanly packaged rational thoughts. And so, you know, like the, <clears throat> the bumper sticker advice going around is not to make emotional decisions. Yeah. Can you talk about like the emotional and rational highway? Like, I think that's something super valuable to. Yeah. Basically, the way in which we experience life is largely predicated upon the significance that, that, that our senses and, and environment have on us from a survival standpoint and and an emotional driving standpoint that's not the emotional happy sad frustrated this that or the other that we kind of label and gets like a bad rap it's the signal within our within our body that goes to our brain that then creates a second you know second order behavior Mm mm-hmm it is impossible to remove emotions from experiencing life. Right. If you do, you're basically a, a vegetable. Right. And so when people say, don't make emotional decisions, mm-hmm. that is impossible. Right. right. That They're is, there. They're that part is impossible. Of yeah. They're part of that process. It's like saying, you know, yeah, it's it's just they're part of it. But they're I guess people mean. Do you think they you mean don't only allow the impulses right. to determine what you do, but you have to have the other side of it, which is from the like how I talk about it with a highway. You've got the rational highway, which is your 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 you know cortex and your where we do amazing things as human beings, where we think, where we analyze, abstract thought, blah blah blah. Um, then you have the emotional highway and those both form the road. And so understanding which part you're on Mm -hmm. is, is incredibly important to, to being able to get to the right place, which in this case is consider, um, 
consider taking a pause to not have that emotional reaction Mm -hmm. drive solely what you're doing, but it cannot be fully removed. And you, I mean, generally speaking, like you, we've established, like I tend to act from or trend much more to the emotional side. And so some people, like people do tend to overanalyze, like you're an overanalyzer, Mm -hmm. whereas I will be much more on the emotional side. So obviously you're saying we need both, but the pause you're saying is to kind of identify like, you know, I mean, I guess the arch or the circles or whichever is the best way to like look at it, but to see that there's balance there. Yeah, you have to know, if you think about it, like, there's two lanes of traffic. Mm-hmm. And you want to get to the other side of the street. Mm-hmm. You kind of, you, you're going to have to cross both emotional and rational lanes. Right, right. But you have to know what side of the street you're sort of coming from to mm-hmm. know sort of where you're going to go. Yeah, that makes sense. And, you know, this is a whole part of the seminar, the online seminar that I get into and really highlight just how this stuff works well and the application is very real like i think that's the part where there's a lot of the brain function that i think is important to understand and then the big part is like yeah it's in any kind of scenario like then there's a very real application having that awareness so then you can come from the right side of the street yeah and coming and and getting back to the awareness part that that's how we that's, that's where it all starts. Right. Awareness is the root of it all. Without awareness, you're guessing. And if you make the wrong guess at the wrong time, yeah, you're yeah. going to get smoked by a truck trying to cross right, the right. road. And so, you know, that's the other thing. Like, that's, you can't just listen to this and be like, oh, right, I got it. Mm-hmm. Check. No, you have to train that. Yeah. So how do you train it? Well... <laughs> It's it's an everyday thing. It's not it's just an everyday a thing. It's an experience thing. Yeah. It's an involved learning experience. Right. And well, frankly, and for a lot, you need to not be in control of that. People need to experience something that they did not construct mm-hmm. themselves, but that they also are contributing to the build of. And so, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, very much. It's the same. If people want to think that they can control their emotions or control their thoughts or. And I think people want to think that they have a lot more control over that stuff than they do. But what you do have control over is cultivating awareness. So sometimes I feel like it's like the the Mm -hmm. opposite. Um, But yeah. One of the things that I actually spent the last week reflecting on um, during our pause on here was the protests as far as kneeling during the national anthem Mm -hmm. and you know Colin Kaepernick I think was probably the the guy who started it all NFL player and um you know a couple years ago and history will show you how that went um and for some it went very for some you know that was absolutely enraging Mm mm-hmm for others, it was celebrated, and there was everything in between. Right. And so, you know, I'll be, I'll be the first to admit that <clears throat> when that first happened, my initial 
emotional reaction was like, what the fuck? Because... Because of your experience. Because of my experience. Right. And because what I see when I see the flag is not what other people, specifically black people in this country, see when they see the flag. Right. What that symbol means to the two of us, to, to all to of us and everyone, to me everybody, and you, it's different. is different. Yeah. Exactly. As a veteran, that means something different to a citizen. So you can create a lot of these, like, you know, two sides of the mm-hmm. coin, but it's the same damn coin. Right. And, you know, and I was kind of like, all right, but it, it, so that was my initial thing. And I'll, and I'll be totally honest with you as well. I was like, that's kind of the beauty of this country, though, that he, he can. He's not going to get arrested by the government right. or the There's secret police to, do that. to be able to do that. And it's like the beauty about that is that that is his First Amendment right, freedom of speech and expression. Mm-hmm. And so... And that is what you signed up to protect. That is what I signed up yeah. to defend and protect. And unfortunately now, you know, I think there's quite a few big companies, Google, YouTube, Facebook, all of you know, the news that are infringing upon freedoms of speech um, or suppressing speech and whatnot, and, and there's a there's a whole danger in that. But I, I wanted to revisit that last week, you know. And when I view the flag, I see not not the nationalist sort of America like that shit drives me crazy. Mm-hmm. When I see people driving around, and I'll be, and this is a this is a judgment, and I'm going to yeah. be open about it. When I see people driving around in um, giant pickup trucks with American flags flying out the back, mm, I don't particularly like that mm-hmm. because I feel like it is a statement and a provoc, more of a provocative statement, and this kind of like middle finger, you know don't tread on me fake yeah, bullshit yeah. and you know i don't know if i've ever seen a veteran do that the thing i the thing with a lot of these people who freak out over protests i've i have seen the american flag get burned mm-hmm. with my own eyes in person and it rocks you to the core um and when i see these people or when i hear these people like just losing their minds over people that do kneel during the national anthem or do, or do choose to protest or do choose to protest who have never actually stood up and defended the flag yeah. who have never been willing to come home in a flag draped box because they believe so strongly in freedom and the, and the pursuit of life, liberty and happiness, but are going to, but are going to tout it and, and, and accuse right, and right. assault. It's and, easy and, to and, say that. Yeah. But and, you're not doing anything to yeah, and it's like, prove it. Yeah. And that drives me nuts. And so I'm not going to kneel during the national anthem. Because your experience right, cause is that's, yours. Yeah. yeah. But I'm also not going to wish harm on someone who does. Yeah. I'm going to respect their freedom of expression and speech, even if I don't understand it if I don't agree with it, if I, you, you know, like, just yeah. like I'm not going to attack somebody 
who drives around with a flag in the back of their truck. Right. Like, do I like that? No, I don't. I'm going to like, I would love to ask them, like, hey, do you bring that in at night? Mm-hmm. If you don't, do you shine a light on it? Do you know mm-hmm. any flag etiquette? Or is it just some bullshit yeah. statement you're making? And so I guess me just being personal and open, like I really revisited that and but I think that that's a part that's exactly that piece of like being able to not say you you know I think there's a lot of like people say like oh I understand where you're coming from or bullshit not being able to I don't know where I I cannot understand where you are coming from likewise you can't like I don't know what that feels like but knowing enough to know that and knowing enough to know that you have your experience I think that's that higher level that it's just really people are challenged by. And that goes for everything back from like when COVID started. I mean, that, that applies to like, that's applied to every massive issue now in the past three months, just the inability to understand someone else's experience. And, and for the love of God, I don't understand how it even has to be said, but it it does like, what you don't understand is not wrong. Right. Like, I don't understand. Right. It's not and, synonymous. And, I don't understand and that's that the thing. that means and like, it must there's be wrong. people that, there's, there's people that just like, just attack what they do not understand. Yeah. And that is dangerous. Right. And it's like, yeah, I'm fully aware. What I see through my lens, which is shaped by my experiences, when I see the flag and it's, and it's still a beautiful thing to me, somebody else in this case like a lot of the black community sees a symbol that represents in their experience oppression slavery and inequality who the fuck are you to tell them that to tell anyone that that they're wrong wrong because we all live here like and that's the thing and i you know and i'm sure there might be some veterans who if they heard this be like oh fuck you and there might be some citizens say fuck you and it's like well what have you done for it i served beneath that and have enough respect for not the material mm-hmm. and not even the, yeah, like I believe in those ideals of freedom and liberty and, and the pursuit. Mm-hmm. But it's the human beings who, who, who are, I would still say, fortunate to be in this country. Yeah. And you're goddamn right that I'm going to offer the grace and respect to say, damn, yeah, like that's, that, is, that is what you see. And I guess with this whole thing... I don't know. Again, what do you say when you don't know what to say? Or what do you see when you can only see such little? Like, maybe it is the awareness of... And again, it sounds ridiculous to say, but like, the awareness that you don't have it all figured out. You don't know. And and it's like, oh, I get it. No, you don't. But that is a certain level of arrogance. And I think that's... And and to your point, too, it has to be trained. It, it's in the very little things. You don't just turn that switch on when it matters for something big. Right. It's, it is in small things. It is within your family of, like, understanding that, like, even with the kids, like, I don't understand their experience, maybe. Or, you know, you don't understand my experience. If you can't cultivate that and work on it in your own day-to-day life, you're certainly not going to all of a sudden be able to do it when there's a bigger thing. Right. And you cannot learn about others if you don't learn about yourself. Like if, if, if you don't examine your initial reactions, yeah. your emotional drivers, your behaviors, your language on things that you see, you do not stand a chance 
to have any sort of expansion on what someone else has. That's the thing. That's the, that's the incredible thing about self-awareness too. And, and with some of the systems and, and, and whatnot that, you know, go into it between the ears, but like, you want to get better at empathy, get better at self-awareness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And where in the brain, like empathy and emotional intelligence are and how you get there and how you access it. Yeah. Right. We, but that's, that's, and that's the whole thing. Sorry. But like, that's why I stand by the assertion that what between the ears does and the work that's done and how people do it, it does build better humans. Yeah. But it's like, the work, here's the tools, here's the raw materials, here's right. the inputs, here's the plans, build it. Yeah. You build it. You have to do it because this is not something that anybody else can do. Yeah. But I think people get, I think the other thing to the point of what we started talking about um, is when people don't expand, um, you know, who they're talking to, who they're interacting with, challenging themselves like you know, like we'll talk about the you know the the BT tribe and you just are with people that support your own yeah myopic view that's where it's dangerous because yeah. then everybody's just saying the same thing and you're just all confirming your same set of beliefs and oh we're right and I'm right and right. and and that and that will not get you anywhere that will not lead to growth that will not allow you to look at the experience and challenge yourself and it you know and that's part of too the to your point about the freedom of speech like the silencing or when organizations remove comments or like that's a problem or people delete if someone's going to put something up on a personal thing on a social media and there can't be a normal conversation mm-hmm. i'm not saying like crazy people but when there's a disagreement and then those things are just deleted or struck from the right it's like okay but there has to be some place for um, engaging in like that sharing of experiences. You know, I disagree because this is my experience and being right. able to honor that. But again, my point was just if you only surround yourself with people that tell you like you're right all the time or, you know, that's and that's one of the things I think for us, like, you know, we don't allow we don't just enable each other. And sometimes that is challenging. There's yeah. plenty of times where I just want you to be like, you know, coddle me and say like, it's okay. And like, oh, you're right. And when that doesn't happen, it's like, well, and then you realize like, well, okay, how would I, how would that be helping me right now? You know? And it's not always that, yeah. but yeah, just being able to have that experience with people and, and not just, yeah, not just guess people or everybody be in agreement or you know i think that stunts the growth yeah and when we boil it down like if there's one thing we can agree upon i would hope that it's treating people with dignity with respect and it's not like you said like it's not enabling people and yeah there's plenty of people who need to be um there's plenty of people who have demonstrated their beliefs, their actions, and operate in a way that accountability is going to slap them in the face. So treating people with dignity and respect is not giving everybody a free pass. Sure, sure. You know, and it's not like, oh, okay, well, you know, kumbaya. Like, fuck that. No. But at the root of it, 
we have to approach these things like that yeah. and it's really sadly it's super challenging um but again if you're somebody who is constantly the victim mm-hmm. and always on the wrong side of you know things and somebody's always attacking you yeah and that's something i think for you know that's there's and I, and I do think that it's not hopeless. Like, I do think that's, we've talked about the different energies and things like that. And like, I, I think it's really important to be like open and honest and vulnerable when we host this podcast. I mean, what the hell else is it for? Right. And for me, like, that's something I do fall into that trap, like being the victim or feeling like, yeah, like there is that being wronged. And I've had to really take a look at that and you know you can grow and you can learn and but it does take practice and it takes somebody being able to say like hey that's kind of what you're doing right now and um so i guess where we are now is like and and this is kind of i think a testament to some of that work as well because i think what would be really easy would be to get on and really kind of just let it rip on like what's happening in the crossfit world because mm-hmm. there are a lot of thoughts and emotions and I'll speak for myself for 12 years of like being involved in in a degree and we've talked about it in other ways on this podcast about my identity and Mm -hmm. so there's a lot but taking a step back thinking before we speak thinking about what would actually be beneficial to people listening not just using platforms as a way to, you know, complain or just blurt out your own, profess your own perspective um, in a way that's not productive. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, but there are things that we're talking about, obviously, that I do think relate to all the people involved. Like, talking about CrossFit? Yeah, like looking at other, looking at groups that only that don't expand beyond that, that just kind of have that myopic view, like trying to understand people's experiences, looking at each person's experience and how they're making decisions based on that. Like, while there's a lot of people involved, each person has their own experience Mm -hmm. with this company, with whatever. So with their membership, with their business. And so not immediately casting judgment on other people's decisions, even if you don't quite agree or understand them. Yeah. I mean, I put up a little video a couple of days ago when, I guess when we really actually learned about the stuff that happened over the yeah previous 48 right. hours or whatever. We kind of didn't kind of, it was sort of a strange, it was kind of like a weird, we had a couple of weekends and also, or a couple of days. And then, and you know, I put up a thing and look, I'm a small voice, you know, and very few people pay attention and I get that, but I, but I know, Mm-hmm. And, um, like, I didn't, I'm not, I refuse to say, make this thing of, like, you're, you know, you all have to de-affiliate, or you all have to, you know, do this or yeah, that. Yeah. Like, you have to look within yourself. Right, you have to make that decision And, and make the yourself. right decision. And where is that decision coming from? What right. It's the same thing if you're thinking about leaving an abusive relationship. Sure. Like that's a that's not an easy thing. Oh, so and so, right? right. And then there's the kids, and there's the financial situation, and there's the, the sure. other family, and then there's friends, and like, yeah, those yeah. are all very very right. challenging. You can't make and that my, judgment on a people. No, right. you can't. And so, you know, within the CrossFit space, I think 
um, you know, that's kind of not being done mm-hmm. on both sides. Sure. On uh, sure. on both sides. Um, and you know, I think that that doesn't that doesn't help. That doesn't do anything but continue to widen the gap between yeah. for or against. Right. And um, you, you you can't. That's the, yeah. the, there's a that's a no man's land of progress when it's just. Um, you know, so clean like that, because again, if you boil it down where progress is, is how you treat other people. Yeah. And that's it. Like, that's what you can simplify it. It's not whether you choose to deal the affiliate or not this or not that. Mm -hmm. And, um, but anyway, so I'm sure by the time this gets published, there will be something that trumps it. Um, something, I, I think another, I think it, it, the point, though, is whether it's somebody listening that has any idea about CrossFit or, I mean, obviously, everybody's been impacted in the last three months by what's happened in this country. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, we are in a place where there is a lot of um, polarization and picking sides and a lot of conflict. And I think it is a really important thing that we're that we're talking about <laughs> like this is the key to yeah navigating it and this isn't the last time there's going to be conflict no. and there's going to be inside of that everybody has little conflicts in their life and so it's an everyday thing and trying to come at it from that and working towards it and probably failing at it and trying again that that's all we can do yeah so yeah um, I don't know if any of this made sense. I think, I think it did. I think it did. I think. I think it's it's it is the, ironically, it is the putting to practice all of this stuff. Do you know what I mean? Like, what is the point of between the ears and cultivating awareness and talking about the rational emotional and yeah. learning about yourself if you're not going to apply it when the shit hits the fan? Otherwise, yeah, it's course. just some stupid course you took. Like. Right. How, how is that helpful at all? And that is part of the tenant of between the years. And I don't think you, I think you make it very clear. Like you are going to have to do the work. Here are all the resources. Here are all the tools to make progress so that when you're in this kind of situation, you can not make a really bad choice or isolate yourself from people or whatever it is. But like you have to do the work. That's not something anybody else can do for you. No. And each person's work is gonna is going to be one hundred percent unique to them. Yeah. And I think that's kind of the cool part about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. On a positive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I start my women's group on Monday. Nice. So, kind of at this point, like, I mean, if somebody's listening and they're like, "Oh man, I really want to do it," we can figure it out. But we're sort of getting a little bit close to the start date here. With our when first. does it start? Well, it starts Monday. Our first call is Monday okay. night. So, so people um, have the weekend. People have access to the course starting on Friday. So they can kind of get oh, an understanding okay. when, when they've signed up. Yep. But that is, you know, a lot of it is based on the between the ears. It is a between the ears course because it is really about like building a better human. Mm-hmm. Um, now we do that through, there's some physical, there's a movement, um, 
you know, sure, we talk about issues specific to women and nutrition, but it is all connected to, like, those feelings and how the mind and the body are connected and how we really need to develop that awareness and cultivate it yeah. um, to, to kind of tap into that. So I am excited about that. It's four weeks. Yeah, it's cool. And um, it's kind of like what, what I think we're doing with Between the Airs, the gym really trying to help people navigate that space and empower them to like have that agency for themselves and you know practicing tapping into like what do i feel which has been challenging for me as a female so that's exciting and i think it's a good time i think a lot of people have written back like they're really it's a bright spot to be with a group of women that are looking for you know bettering themselves and yeah having some leadership and guidance and support and so that's something that is kind of a something to look ahead to yeah that's great and a variety of people not people that have never done crossfit people that are um you know on every age spectrum and which is really cool yeah yeah it's good to have yeah a variety um and that's four weeks it's online nothing yeah, in person nothing in person people yeah. that are local there is an ability to access like if there's a piece of equipment they need or something like that right right but uh yeah it's all online yeah so if you're in the uk you, you can get okay. coached if you're in the uk okay it's okay <laughs> cool. a lot of uk people in between the years yeah um and the seminar is coming out as well Finally. Finally. I mean, oh gosh. you're just going to sleep. You're going to be like Rip Van Winkle after the seminar. What, Rip Van Winkle slept for like a thousand years or something. Oh. I don't know. You never know any of like, what kind of childhood did you have? Do you not know these stories? Rip Van Winkle? No, yeah. I don't really remember. But you've been really working on the seminar, putting I've, a lot of work into I've it. I've been putting a lot yeah. of work to, into it because um, it's obviously online. So yeah. I have a bunch of slides that I'll present and go through. And that sounds, well, don't say it like that. Cause it is, there is a presentation, but slides makes it sound really. Yeah. There's dull. a presentation. Yeah. It's a webinar. Yeah. And so webinar. because it's also online, it would be really a bad user experience if you just saw my head speaking the entire yeah. time. So, you know, you need to see, nobody things. wants you to see to, that. Nobody wants to see that. Nobody. Um, and so that'll be cool. Uh, to do I'm kind of in between how it's going to roll out I think the best thing me and you mm-hmm. one on one not me and you not you and definitely not you you and a and a participant me and a participant one on one because it really does provide 100% individual application and we can do it and it, it, it can be you know, cut up over two nights, what we could do yeah. in one sitting, like how is it going to work best right. for you? That's, and, and I think different parts will speak to people differently and doing it one-on-one will allow for that. Like let's yeah. dig into this a little more yeah. in some areas and then they'll have access to it Yeah, forever. So yeah. it is really cool. I think it's um, the like kind of linchpin for between the ears in many ways. I think it's the, best foundation because yeah. the foundation of between the ears isn't really the practice right 
that's just sort of like the that's, that's one that's, expression that's one expression yeah. that's one way to do it but it's but it 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 doesn't capture or educate to any really extent mm-hmm. yeah it, it provides experiences but there's so much more that right. goes into it right understanding so, the seminar first i think or in addition will really then if you do choose to do the practice have help you so much with that knowing that foundation yeah. it'll take it to another yeah. level yeah so. it'll like then and it's kind of to the thing like what do you how do you know what you don't know yeah like well you, you seek out education sure. and so i think for people who have done the practice or are wanting to do it um yeah do this the seminar is like yeah it, it's huge um cool so that'll just be even better. So that's what we got. As always, any questions or whatever, send them on over. Um, until then, until the See next, you next craziness. Week. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.